Good afternoon, ladies and gentlemen. Welcome to episode of Living Light Outdoors. On the mic with you, coming to you from the recliner. We have made it a short Friday. Yes, sir, it is Friday. We are rolling downhill towards the weekend. I pray you've had a great week. I pray you're in a great shape for a great weekend. Uh, man, we've got stuff all week long. We've been busy. It's been hot. I've uh, been struggling through this week, but got things done, got stuff accomplished, and uh, got to come home a little bit early. So I'm going to jump in here while I'm resting a little bit. I want to share with you just some thoughts. Um, kind of put a little message together here while I was sitting here in the quiet thinking Rhonda had gone to an appointment and uh, just sitting here in the air conditioner cooling down and resting a little bit and thinking over this week. And I had gotten a message um I actually, and I do this quite frequently, I, I'll be thinking, working away, my mind's all over the place, you know, maybe I may be thinking about people, I may be thinking about things, I may be thinking, you know, just my mind goes all kinds of places, and oftentimes, I, and I feel like God's Spirit does this, I feel like He puts people on our heart from time to time. Maybe it's someone we haven't talked to in a long time, maybe it's someone we haven't seen in a long time. Uh, but most often, it's someone I've met along life's path. And, and you know, I, I work closely with Peterson Outdoor Ministries. Uh, I'm actually on their board of directors. I'm the board chaplain. Um, I get to travel and speak a lot at, at Peterson Outdoor events and, and things that we do across the country. And uh, they're at Lodge of Hope there in, in uh, Bellamy, Missouri. And so it's a great ministry. We're, we're, we're involved in lots of things. Our main focus with Peterson Outdoor Ministries is – um, our nation's wounded veterans and their families, as well as physically challenged or terminally ill and their families. So we spend a great deal of time with a lot of veterans. I get to meet some great, great guys, superheroes in my book. Uh, we spend a lot of time with, with those who are physically challenged, either uh, mobility challenged or, or could be sight challenged, lots of different things. Many of those are veterans as well, but not all. Uh, and then we also deal with those who are terminally ill, trying to give an opportunity of, of not only outdoor therapy where we may take them on a hunt or take them um, on a fishing trip or, or something of that nature, but also it gives us opportunity in all of these avenues to minister the gospel of Christ, to, to show our love and our appreciation, but, but more than anything, share the word of God. That's, that's what we're called to do. We're called to go into all the world and preach the gospel and minister to everyone we come in contact with doing our utmost to lead them back to Jesus. That's that's the goal. In that, I meet a lot of guys, meet a lot of people, a lot of families, uh, and some have come become just close friends. Some have become like family. Uh, some I, I may only have a small, light acquaintance with. But over time, as we build these relationships, um, oftentimes God puts one or two or three or four on my heart. And the easiest thing for me to do is I'll shoot them a message, either a text message, maybe a Facebook message, um, just something, whatever God says, you know, whatever God puts on me. And I did this 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 past week, had several guys that I haven't seen in a long time, haven't heard from in a while, um, that I'm, I feel like I'm close with, one of which I'm really close with and, and really have become good friends and uh, spent some time with him in, in multiple different places. Um, and he's, he's one of our, our nation's veterans, our, our wounded veterans. And and um, I just sent a message out this week and just said, hey, man, thinking about you today, wanted you to know I'm praying for you. 
and that's it. I mean, I don't follow up. I don't expect anything in return. Sometimes I'll get a text and hey, thank you. Same to you guys, you know, whatever's going on. And a couple of days had gone by since I had sent out a text to, to this particular gentleman. And, and he texted me and he said, hey, can I call you? And I said, well, sure. You know, I was working, but I, I wear a headset. That's what I'm doing right now, wearing a headset. So, so he calls me. And he was, you could tell in his voice, desperately trying not to become emotional. And he told me something that really struck a chord in me. He he simply said, that message you sent the other day was right on time. He was in a he was in a dark place. He was in a bad place. He was in, uh, you know, many many of our our veterans, many of our our um, uh, well anyone in general today in society that that has faced a traumatic event or anything along those lines, we find ourselves from time to time in dark places. You know, we've talked recently about my anxiety and things of that nature. But he said I was not in a good place, and your text message came, and he said I couldn't I couldn't respond because I got emotional. And he said, it's taken me a couple of days to try to get myself grounded enough emotionally to just tell you, thank you. You have no idea what that meant to me. Simple words, J- just a thought, just a, hey, I'm thinking about you and, and want you to know I'm praying for you today. And, and and I was, it was genuine, but but it was something so simple to me that had such an impact on him. And we talked for quite a while and 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 just talked about how you know God works in, in crazy ways sometimes you know he he knows us he's he he's constantly doing things like this and, and as I thought of this message and as I thought of how how do I want to share this with you I, I titled this message I did some research on a particular piece, passage of scripture that I really wanted to find and in the process I've, I've put together a little sermon and I want to I want to share this with you today I titled this Don't Give Up. So here's Paul. Uh, that Paul, we're, we're, talk, we're in Galatia, talking to the Galatians. Uh, so we're, we're going to go to Galatians chapter 5 right off the bat. But after exhorting the believers in Galatia and warning them of the things they should avoid. So Paul's been given a lot of instruction. That was one of Paul's, he was an apostle. He went and he, he, he planted churches. He started ministry events. He started uh, church plants and got people moving. And then he would go back from time to time, bring correction, help them along their way. That's what Paul did. So here we are in Galatia, talking to the Galatians. And we're going to go to Galatians chapter 5, verse 1. He says this, it was for this freedom that Christ set us free, completely liberating us. Therefore, remember what that word means? Because of this, keep standing firm and do not be subject again to a yoke of slavery, which you once removed. And he's, he's talking about sin. You, you've been delivered out of sin. You've given your life to Christ. You've surrendered your life to Christ. Don't let that yoke you back up. So he's, he's given instruction. Then we jump to chapter 6, verse 8, where he says, For the one who sows to his flesh... His sinful capacity, his worldliness, his disgraceful impulses will reap from the flesh ruin and destruction. But the one who sows to the Spirit will from the Spirit reap eternal life. Now, Paul may have known that they would be feeling a little overwhelmed. Uh, and oftentimes, I think, we, we, 
lead someone to Jesus Christ or you know someone surrenders their life to Christ and there there's a zeal there's a there's an excitement it's that first love feeling that revelation talks about but then we find ourselves a little overwhelmed there's a lot of responsibilities that come along with a christian life there, there's a lot of things that we have to pay attention to. There's there's things that we're we're going to battle against in our spirits as we come to know Jesus even more. There, there's you know people you say oh well, you know if, if I'd have to give all this stuff up to come to Jesus now, just just surrender your life to Christ. He'll he'll wash you out. He'll clean up the things in your life that needs to be cleaned up. Uh, I've I've met again working with veterans and things. I've I, I, these guys a lot have a vocabulary that uh, is not something I'm accustomed to. Um, <laughs> some of you know what I mean. You know that that talks like a sailor. Well, it ain't just sailors. Matter of fact, sailors may be some of the mild ones. There there's other ones, and and, I, and I've met many of these that have just as they've given their life to Christ, they've still got this this language barrier going on, but over time, over time, the Holy Spirit convicts them of things in their life, and, and little by little, they're able to clean up their life according to however God sees fit for them. So, so again, this is, but, but I think what's happened here is, and what Paul's speaking into is he, he knew that there was a feeling of overwhelmed uh, in this Christian life that these Galatians were experiencing. So he encourages them this. These are the words in verse 9. Listen closely to this. This is, this is Galatians chapter 6, verse 9. This is huge. This is what I went after. Let us not become weary in doing good, for at the proper time we will reap a harvest if we do not give up. Now, perhaps Paul, better than anyone else, knew how wearying the spiritual battle can be. Now, I, coming from a minister's mindset, I will tell you, there's often times I don't even want to answer my phone. There, there's often time because you've you've dealt with one battle, one battle, and one battle, and one battle, and maybe you've got a battle of your own going on, but but you're helping people through their battles, and man, it gets wearisome at times. It, 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 there is a burden that comes with with serving the Lord and, and and allowing Him to use you to minister to other people. But the, here's Paul simply saying, don't don't get weary in doing what is right, for at the proper time you're going to reap a harvest. God's going to bless you. He's going to return to you. He's going to overwhelm you with goodness if you don't give up. He, he ends this warning about sin, the works of the flesh, and the deceitfulness of the world by encouraging the Galatians and all the believers to remember the joyful harvest we will reap if we persevere in doing good. And I like this because part of that verse says, as we have opportunity. So every opportunity that you have Look for a way to do something good for someone. Look for a way to speak into their life. Maybe it's a simple text. Hey, I'm thinking about you today. I'm praying for you. But maybe it's more than that. Maybe it's a phone call. Paul says the next verse, let us do good to all people, especially to those who belong to the family of believers. It's Galatians chapter 6, verse 10. So in other words, he's saying we need to do good to everyone we encounter, but we really need to pay attention to those whom we know are serving the Lord beside us, with us, walking down the same path. We need to make sure we encourage them. We need to make sure we hold them up. 
You know, there, there's something important about that. We all know what it means to do good and not evil. Paul's just summarized the works of the flesh, which are doing evil, and then the fruit of the Spirit, which results in doing good. That's Galatians chapter 5, verse 19 through 26, if you want to go look it up. Doing good involves yielding to the Spirit and exhibiting the fruit that He produces. The, the, spirit, the fruit that the Spirit produces in our lives is love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, and self-control. When these things become dominant in our lives, doing good is the inevitable result. If those are the, if those are the fruits that are within us, the Bible says it will know them by their fruit. If that's the fruit in me, then, then doing good is, is something that's inevitable. It's going to happen. We need this exhortation to not grow weary in doing good because the spirit is willing, but the flesh is weak, is what it says in Mark chapter 14, verse 38. In view of our own natural weaknesses and the opposition of evil spirits and evil men, the best intentions for doing good can get derailed really quickly. Christians often feel there is so much work to be done that we can't possibly do it all. You ever been in that place? You ever looked at your life and thinking, man, I got so much wrong. I got so much garbage. I'm carrying so much baggage. Man, I'll never get it all right. Lay it at the feet of Jesus is what I'll tell you. There are so many needs, so many calls on our time, our energy, and our finances. And there is often so much ingratitude among those we try to benefit that we can easily become exhausted or disheartened. Listen, I've reached out to a lot of people trying to help them. I, I've shared and shared and shared and I, I, with a constant barrage of excuses coming back. You know, well, uh, yeah, but, you know, yeah, but, yeah, but. And all I'm doing is giving them scripture. I'm just speaking word of God to them. And, I, and, and so sometimes, yes, it gets wearisome. And, and the burden sometimes can be strong. But we can't not do good because someone out there is needing us. Someone out there is waiting for that text. Someone's out there is waiting for that smile. Someone's out there waiting for that, hey, how you doing, man? Doing what's right is not easy in a fallen world, especially when it seems that no one notices and there's little recompense for all of our troubles. Oftentimes, we're not going to get an immediate return for doing something good. I've seen it time and time again. I don't do things good looking for a return. I do things good because I'm led to do so by the Spirit of God. He'll take care of me. I know he will. It's worth serving the Lord. Paul says, yes. Growing weary and doing good is an ever-present danger in the Christian life. But there are things that we can do to minimize weariness. Jesus scheduled times of rest. So should we. You can check that out in Mark chapter 6, verse 31. Overcommitting ourselves is a primary cause of weariness among Christians. We want so much to contribute to respond to God's love by pouring ourselves into ministry for his sake that we risk running ourselves into the ground. There's a term out there called burnout. I, uh, I struggle with that word um, because I've seen it used too many times as an excuse to quit doing what is good. I personally... I'm, I'm not, man, I'm not bashing somebody if, if they're talking about they're feeling burned out. I'm not going to, I'm not yelling at you. I'm not telling you you're wrong. I personally, I don't believe in burnout because when we're doing what God has called us to do, he'll provide. If 
we're doing it his way. We get in the flesh, we try to gain ground on our own, we're liable to find ourselves up against a wall, banging our heads into something we shouldn't be. God will provide for each need he wants to fulfill. We need discernment. Discernment is essential. We need to be close to the Holy Spirit. That Holy Spirit needs to be pouring into us at in, in a constant level so that we can pour back out. He is, after all, in charge of it all. Not a sparrow falls without his seeing it. Matthew chapter 10, verse 29. He will ordain the means to accomplish his ends. Sometimes all he really wants from the overcommitted is for them to quiet their hearts and be still before him. Look at Psalms 46.10. Be still and know, recognize, understand that I am God. I will be exalted among the nations. I will be exalted on the earth. Be still before God. Know that he's God. Recognize him. Understand him. Paul points us past our labors to the prize at the end. Those who per persevere in doing good are promised to reap rewards. When we become disheartened, the comforting presence of the Holy Spirit brings relief and gratitude to our hearts and to the glory of God. Just like that call I got from my friend. All I did was send out a simple text message. It moved on him. It was impactful to him. He called me back to tell me that. That's a reward for me. I, we don't always see those. We don't always get thank yous. We don't always feel that. But God showed me just a little mercy this week because I, too, was struggling this week. You heard me speak about it. Just like the sower of seed must wait for the harvest, the Christian must wait patiently for the rewards that will inevitably come from the giver of all good things. It's found in James chapter 1, verse 17. We will not give up because our Lord is faithful. That might ought to be something you put on your refrigerator, one of them refrigerator prayers, you know, one of them posty notes. I'll not give up because my Lord is faithful. 1 Corinthians chapter 15, verse 58, as I close, always give yourselves fully to the work of the Lord because you know that your labor in the Lord is not in vain. You understand that? Everything you do in, in service to the king Everything you do in service to the Lord of hosts, everything you do to serve God, everything you do as a, as a faith builder, everything you put forward, every time you pour out the Holy Spirit, you're not doing it in vain. God's not going to let a seed fall to the ground. It's going to have an impact. It's, if you're just doing what he's asking you to do, if you're speaking into someone's life, if you're praying over someone, no matter how weary you may become, no matter how bogged down in your own troubles, as you always lift up others unto the Lord, God's going to bless you. you. He's going to return that to you. You just have to persevere. Revelations is full of if, if you'll overcome, to those who overcome, to those who persevere to the end, they'll be rewarded big ways. Amen. God bless you guys. Thank you so much for tuning in. Thank you for allowing me to, to share my heart from time to time, just however God pours into me, living my life to the best of my ability, seeking out that which is lost so that it may be found. That's our role in this life. Amen. Ron and I love you. We thank you for your support. Thank you for your prayers. God bless you. We will talk to you again real soon.